It is Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do this. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we decode Crave subscription tiers, we talk about the end of Black Lightning, and I get ready to go Christmas shopping. It's episode 10.29, speaking of... So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of The Targ. I am Mark Kappas, and I'm still wrestling with that decision I told you about last week. As I mentioned, with the movie theaters reopened, there's a lot of classic movies being shown for just the low, low price of $5. And they finally dipped into the James Bond back catalog. This weekend, they're showing one of my favorite James Bond films on the big screen, Goldfinger. I would love to see Goldfinger on the big screen, but COVID's kind of getting out of hand. The other day, we had 1,100 new cases here in Alberta. Not really a good time to be going out to the movies. I've been musing about this on Twitter, and the movie theater chain, Landmark Cinemas, actually responded, reminding me that movies are pretty darn safe right now. For those who haven't ventured back to the movies, they're doing all they can to keep you safe. Every second row and every second seat is blocked off, so that way you got the social distancing going on. There's more time between screenings, so that way they can completely sterilize the theater. And they highly encourage you to buy your tickets on their app, so that way everything is contactless. But still, 1,100 new cases with no signs of slowing down. I'd love to see it on the big screen, but you know what? I got Goldfinger right here on Blu-ray. Hell, all the James Bond movies are on Crave now. I can take the money I'd spend at the theater to upgrade my Crave subscription and watch every James Bond movie on Crave. Ah, well, I'm recording this on a Friday afternoon rather than my usual Saturday, so I can still go see it on Saturday if I decide to. I'm just so torn, you guys. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Speaking of Crave, let's talk about the next big movie that's going to go straight to streaming. They announced this past week that the much-anticipated Wonder Woman sequel, Wonder Woman 1984, will still be coming out on theaters on Christmas Day, but for those who don't want to go out to the theater, or if the theaters are still closed because of lockdowns or whatever, they'll be dropping it on HBO Max. As always, when I hear something like this, my first question is, will it be on Crave? As you know, we don't have HBO Max here in Canada. What happened was Bell Media, they're the owners of Crave, they signed a big deal with Warner Brothers to have all the HBO Max originals on Crave. So yeah, will Wonder Woman 84 be on Crave? This is where Bell has been really clever with Crave. They sign all these deals with all their other streaming services to have their content here in Canada. Another prime example, they signed a deal with Paramount to be the exclusive streaming home to all of Star Trek here in Canada. So if you want to watch Discovery, Picard, all the other new Star Treks, you gotta get Crave. 
Hell, that's the only reason why I signed up for Crave. Paramount's app, CBS All Access, is starting to make inroads here in Canada. So if Paramount ever ends their deal with Crave and brings all the Star Treks over to CBS All Access, I'll be saying goodbye to Crave and hello to CBS All Access. But then, what further complicates things is Crave has two subscription tiers. The first is Crave, which is 10 bucks a month. That's the one I'm on because that's all I need to get the Star Treks. And then the second one is called Crave Plus Movies Plus HBO. That one runs you 20 bucks a month, and it looks like that's the one that gets you all the HBO Max stuff. So I wonder if Wonder Woman 84 is coming to Crave, it'll probably be on the Crave Plus Movies Plus HBO tier. That's just my guess. The point is, I just want to go see Wonder Woman, you guys. You're listening to Mark Kappas. That young man fills me with hope. And some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing me. On U62, the Targ. Speaking of streaming services, it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging. First up, over on Disney+, Plus, we've got the much-anticipated LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special. Picking up shortly after Rise of Skywalker, we say Rey go on a time-traveling journey through the Star Wars saga to learn how to be a better Jedi Master. <sighs> so, yeah. My complaint about the LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special is the same complaint I made about other LEGO Star Wars productions a few weeks ago. They make the same old tired jokes about Star Wars that we've already made ourselves. The one that first comes to mind is when Kylo Ren meets Emperor Palpatine. This is Return of the Jedi era Palpatine, you know, thanks to time travel. So Kylo Ren fills him in on how Darth Vader is about to kill him. Kylo Ren says, yep, he throws you down that shaft over there and you explode when you hit the reactor. And then Kylo Ren turns, looks into the camera and says, and that's the last we ever see of you. Yep, we never see you again. Get it? Because people really hated how they brought back Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it's cute, but it's got lots of eye-rolling jokes like that. I mean, hey, there are worse Christmas specials you can watch. Meanwhile, over on Amazon Prime, I finally delved into The Boys Season 2, the delightfully violent and raunchy superhero spoof that proves once and for all that if superheroes were real, they'd probably be amoral assholes. Again, the guy who plays Homelander, that's their Superman spoof, he is just beautifully psychotic, able to go from a charming hero to a soulless killer in just the blink of an eye. And of course, Carl Urban is Billy the Butcher. He's our hero. He's the rogue secret agent who has dedicated his life to taking down superheroes. I mean, he's just the perfect asshole. I still got three episodes left before I finish off the season, so I'll either do that after I finish recording this show, or I'll finish off the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, after I finished rewatching The Lord of the Rings last week, I decided to go back and watch the Hobbit trilogy. Still got the third one in that trilogy to finish off. In a way, this is the perfect end to my reading of Lord of the Rings. I'm currently powering my way through the appendices, so I can truly say I've read it all, and it turns out this is where they got all the padding for The Hobbit. So it actually is true to J.R.R. Tolkien's words. But man, those Hobbit movies are frustrating. I mean, the part in the first movie, where Bilbo first meets Gollum and they have their game of riddles in the dark. It is just absolutely beautiful how faithful it is to the book. It is pitch perfect. But then we get the second film, where we get some truly bonkers CGI action sequences, like the dwarves fighting Smaug the dragon. We did not need that fight whatsoever. It's just so ridiculous. Anyway, one more movie, and I am done with that. And that's the streaming report. Everything's 
better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. Now we're taking a look at the Nerd News headlines, where I recap all the headlines that caught my eye this week. First one, this one broke right as I started recording this. Next year will be the fourth and final season for Black Lightning. Uh, This was one of those DC shows on the CW. I was really digging it. Of all the DC CW shows, it's definitely the one that took itself the most seriously. And being the first superhero show on a major network with an African-American superhero, it deserved to be taken seriously. And four seasons does seem awfully short for one of these DC CW shows, but you know what? I'm grateful for what we got. Man, it seems like the CW is cleaning house on their superhero shows. A few months ago, it was also announced that next year will also be the last for Supergirl, as they're wrapping things up after six seasons. But as all these shows end, we get new ones to replace them. They also announced this past week that the next DC hero getting her own show on the CW is Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl, an Amazon warrior, originally a teen sidekick to Wonder Woman, and then going on to be one of the founding members of the Teen Titans. Like Robin, Wonder Girl is a mantle that's been passed from hero to hero. The first and most famous is Donna Troy. But on the show, we'll be getting the newest Wonder Girl, who was introduced in the comics just not too long ago. Her name is Yara Flora, she comes from Brazil, and she was the daughter of an Amazon warrior and a Brazilian river god. Sounds like it could be fun, no word yet on when it'll be premiering. And here's one that doesn't have to do with superheroes. One of my comedy heroes is broadening his horizons and trying something new. Conan O'Brien will be bringing his nightly talk show to an end next year. He'll be moving over to HBO Max, where he'll start doing a weekly variety show. This makes sense to me. Conan has really been trying a bunch of new things over the past few years. He does these great travel specials where he visits other countries. A few years ago, he revamped his talk show. He shortened it to a half hour, where all he does is his monologue and then talks to a single guest. I think he's reached that stage of his career where he just kind of wants to do whatever the hell he wants. And you know what? I'm here for it. His new HBO Max show will be premiering in 2022, I believe. And that's the Nerd News Headlines. You're listening to Mark Cappen. This is the old days, and the bad days, the all-or-nothing days. They're back on U62. The Targ. And I think it's about time to wrap things up. Still haven't made my decision on whether I'm going to see Goldfinger or not. I'd kind of like to minimize my time in the outdoors because next week is going to be a busy week for me. We're getting into my traditional get-all-my-Christmas-shit-done week. See, back when I still had a job, I was a bit of a workaholic, and I would rarely take any time off. So when the end of the year started rolling around, the higher-ups would start getting on my case for me to burn off all my unused vacation time. So what I started doing is I would book the entire last week of November off and use that week to focus on getting all my Christmas stuff done. By the end of that week, the tree is up, the presents are bought and wrapped, Christmas cards are in the mail, and the Christmas baking is done. And then I could spend December, well, putting in later hours at work. Still haven't decided yet if I'm going to do any Christmas baking this year. I started doing it a couple years ago. See, when I was a kid, my mother would make chocolates. It was pretty easy. You buy the special chocolate wafers at the bulk food store, melt them down, pour them into molds, and you got chocolates. A couple years ago, I was looking at my novelty Han Solo and Carbonite ice cube tray and thought, that would probably make a pretty good chocolate mold. So I got the specifics from my mother and made Han Solo and Carbonite chocolates. 
Last year, I really stepped things up a bit. I went online and I bought the proper Star Wars chocolate molds. So in addition to Han Solo and Carbonite, I can make Stormtroopers, Darth Vaders, R2-D2s, X-Wing Fighters, and Millennium Falcons. But again, I don't know if I can make any this year because I need to get the special chocolate wafers from the bulk food stores and the pandemic has closed most of them. So, I don't know. If I don't see Goldfinger this weekend, I'll probably spend the time getting the tree up. And that'll do it for this week's show. As always, thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, and always swing by my official website, chaosinabox.com. I'm Mark Cap. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Okay, now maybe we can talk about bringing back Buffy the Vampire Slayer.